Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Podcast, hosted by myself, Ami Kamal, and Jay Park. And Jay, this is the official NBA Awards prediction episode. Man, I, I know you came a long way with this podcast. Can't believe our pretty much our first season is coming to a wrap. I know we started our podcast previously towards the end of last season, and now here we are with the first official awards podcast. So the NBA has announced the top three for each award. I know in our pre-production podcast meeting, our top threes were pretty much identical with what the NBA released. But let's start off with the biggest award, and that's the Most Valuable Player Award. This is a year where two centers are nominated, and this probably hasn't happened in a lot of years. So we got Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Steph Curry. Steph Curry as the only guard. For this, personally, we already know we got to give Jokic his credit. He's been the most durable superstar within this league. Surprisingly, he hasn't been missing much games, and he's just been given steady performances. And he's been very valuable for the Denver Nuggets, especially with Jamal Murray's injury. So I'm going with Cole Jokic for that award. Who do you have? Same. Can't go wrong with uh, Jokic. Yoke, he did his thing, like I said, all year long. When people were telling me and get at me that, no, it's, uh, it belongs with LeBron. It belongs with Joel Embiid. It belongs with Chris Paul. It belongs to Steph Curry. No, 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 no. Nikola Jokic, clear-cut winner, no debate, not even close. What he was able to do, night in and night out for that Denver team without the services of Jamal Murray uh, from his season-ending injury. And just stat-wise, impact-wise, value-wise, he's the number one guy. All right. Now, this next award is going to be Defensive Player of the Year Award. We know that Giannis won it last year, but this year... He's actually not in the nominees, so that's that's very quite interesting. He's not going to be able to defend his title. But we got Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Ben Simmons. And this is very tough, but I believe that Ben Simmons has really been consistent throughout this year. He's putting more effort toward defense, and it's showing because his lack of offense pretty much shows. And the Sixers are the first in the East. The trust the process has finally been showing some, some positive results, but I'm going with Ben Simmons with this one. Who do you got? I'm going with... Rudy Gobert, because I believe that what Rudy is able to do for that Utah team defensively, protecting the ring, being able to switch up on different positions. And at the end of the day, having that fear factor for the opposing team that if you try to come here and you try to score down low in the post or around the rim, you know, be aware that like there's going to be a great challenge and be aware that most more times than not, your, your shot's going to be blocked or altered, and you're going to have a tough time in here. Now, Ben Simmons, the argument with him is he's that he's a little bit more versatile. But I believe with Rudy Gobert being, I would say, the biggest reason why they're successful on the defensive end, and one of the biggest reasons why that he's the second-best player on that Utah team, contributing to the factor that they, uh, they finished the league with the number one record, I would have to say that it's neck and neck. It's not really a big gap between Ben Simmons and, and Rudy Gobert, but just because of the fact that he's been steady and consistent year in and year out with what he does on the defensive end and as, and as a proven past winner before, I would have to give a slight, slight edge to Rudy. All right. The next award is the Sixth Man of the Year Award, and we have Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derrick Rose. And surprisingly, we don't have notable names like Montrezl Harrell, you know, Lou Williams players that we've been seeing consistently throughout the past few years. But this is very interesting with this one. I know Derrick Rose made an important move to the Knicks after leaving the Detroit Pistons, and he really played a huge role in helping the Knicks get into that playoff spot. But this one, I think it's very clear. And Jordan Clarkson is taking this one for me. Who do you have? 
I agree. It has to go to Jordan Clarkson. Like I understand that Derrick Rose, he had a, a very much of a rejuvenated season, especially under the uh, tutelage and the leadership of Coach Tibbs, who he knows very well from his days in Chicago. I know that they have a very good, strong connection and bringing in other uh, veteran leaders like Taj Gibson also played a role in the resurgence of Derrick Rose to becoming a very, very impactful player for the New York Knicks and especially coming off the bench and playing a lot of minutes. But at the end of the day, Jordan Clarkson, think about it. Like you would say that he's probably the number one go-to option offensively when there are no Donovan Mitchells in the lineup or Michael Conley in the lineup. And who else is going to be able to either take a lot of shots and make a lot of shots or be able to give you 40 points on any given night off the bench has to go to Jordan Clarkson. I agree. Let's go on to the rookie of the year award. And this has been a very quite interesting year for the rookies, especially with the surges of Tyrese Halliburton, the great pick for the Sacramento Kings. We know that they've been having some tough luck with drafting players with over the past decade, actually, but Anthony Edwards, first overall pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the third overall pick, LaMelo Ball. This is very tough, man, and I'm going to let you start with this one. I'm going to say, had LaMelo Ball never gotten hurt and never missed games, I would think this is no contest. I think LaMelo would have ran away with it because it's not just the stats. It's how he impacted his team, how he impacted his teammates, and were they winning or not. And at one point, I know Gordon Hayward also contributed to that winning season at one point of the regular season when they were top four in the East. I think they had the fourth seed at one point. But I would say it was LaMelo. And the fact that after the coach inserted him into the starting lineup, that really made a big difference. So I just know, even though, you know, it is a bit more of a question and an uncertainty because we haven't actually seen it, but I would believe that had LaMelo stayed healthy, a, the Charlotte Hornets would not have been in the play-in scenario. They would have been in the regular season, uh, the regular playoffs, just by making it into the top six seed. And B, they would have had a winning record. I can't say the same for Anthony Edwards. I know Anthony Edwards, uh, his stats are somewhat comparable to LaMelo's in terms of the impact that he's had on the court, stat-wise. But in any other way that you, you can evaluate success for a rookie, I think LaMelo just has the advantage. This is really, really close between the two, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Anthony Edwards just for the sheer fact that he was more durable and he, he played a, a bit more games and he was available to the Timberwolves a lot more. But for me, the the star factor, the winning factor, the stats as well, the eye test, everything to me just points towards LaMelo winning this thing. Listen, man, I if it wasn't like you said, if it wasn't for LaMelo's injury, I mean, a fractured wrist that kept him outside for about five weeks or so, that's a lot of lost time, man, within this league. And not only yeah. that, coincidentally, as soon as LaMelo got injured, Anthony Edwards just took his game to another level. He took it to another level. He dropped uh, 42 points. He, he flirted with averaging 30 points for a few weeks. And he had multiple 25-plus ga games. I just think based on stat-wise and just consistency, unfortunately, I think LaMelo will not win this one. And obviously, Anthony Edwards has more Rookie of the, of the Month awards over LaMelo. You could say that LaMelo, based on injury, he didn't get as much, but I think the, the league will go with a, a straight answer and go with Anthony Edwards. And this is similar to the Malcolm Brogdon and Joel Embiid back and forth a few years back. So I think Anthony Edwards gets going with this one. So now that the NBA has announced the nominees or top three for each award, let's head on to the All-NBA First Team predictions. The NBA hasn't announced this yet, but this will be announced within the next few days. But for my first team, 
this was really tough, Jay, man. This was really tough. But I'm going with Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. For me, for my first team, I'm just going to say this as if like the format is two guards, two forwards, and a center. So with that in mind, like you, I'm going with Steph. I'm also going to put Dane as my two guards. Actually, no, surprise. I'm going to take Dame out, and I'm putting Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving of the, the Brooklyn Nets. consistent Net. Brooklyn Nets. I'm not even mad at that, man. Look, man, he played the most games out of all three. He had a fabulous season offensively and even defensively. He's really underrated as a defender. And the fact that he finished the season playing very efficient, playing almost like KD-like, and the fact that he finished 50%, 40%, 90%, 50, 40, 90, 50% from the field, 40% from the three, 90% from the line. That is a hard feat on its own. Such a hard feat on its own. And the fact that he did that with brand new players, brand new coach, multiple different lineups that was used throughout the regular season. Kudos to Kyrie. So I got to give love to Brooklyn and give love to Kyrie. So I have Steph, Kyrie. I would say my two forwards got to go with Giannis. That's a lock. And I don't know if we're going to count Luca as a forward. If we do, then I would have to say Luca has to get in there. If we say he's more of a guard than a forward, then I would have to put another surprise. I'm putting Drew Randall, baby. So if Luca's a forward, I'm putting Luca. If not, then I'm putting Drew Randall. And for my well, center, Luca, Luca's going for either either or position. So you got to pick one of yeah, those. Then if that's the case, and I'm I got Steph. Kyrie, Luca, Giannis, and then Yoke. Yoke is undisputed. That if there's a center position, it has to be Yoke or Rambi. I agree, but let's go on to the second team. So I have this was really this is even tougher than the first team, but here we go. I got Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. And we know that he's been out for multiple weeks due to injury, but he has to be on that second team. And I got Julius Randle. Who do you have? So for me, I'm gonna go with Chris Paul because he wasn't able to make it to my first team. I'm going to go with, oh, this is tough for me. This is this is tough for me. But I'm going to go with Bradley Beal. Actually, no, I'm going to go with his teammate for, for the second team. I'm going to go with Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook, the fact that, you know, he broke Oscar Robertson's triple-double all-time record and then what he's able to do with the Wizards organization going 17-6 and six in their last 23 games to make it into the playoffs and now clinch the eighth seed, got uh, to show love to him. So I'll put Chris Paul, Westbrook as my two guards. I'm going to put Kawhi in there and I'm going to put Drew Randall in there as the other forward because I put Luca in instead in the first team. And for my center, I'm going with Joel Embiid. All right, let's move on to the third All-NBA teams. And quick amendment on my list. So I got Kyrie Irving. I just removed Devin Booker and I put Russell Westbrook. Man, I had to put Westbrook on there, man. I just thought the fact you that he averaged triple-double. Yeah. And he also got snubbed from the All-Star. So he, if the NBA doesn't manage to get him on that All-NBA third team, something's wrong. For my forwards, I have Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, and Rudy Gobert. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. Looks like you're about to make a change, too. Yeah. No, no. For me, I'm going to say, oof. Guards, Bradley Beal, because I put Westbrook in second team. Bradley Beal, I'm going to put Jimmy Butler as my other guard. I'm going to put LeBron James because he didn't make it into my first or second team. Then I'm going to put Paul George just because I think he bounced back fairly well from all the criticism and scrutiny that he received from his performance in the bubble last year during the playoffs. 
And then I'm going to round it out with Rudy Gobert as the center. Just the fact that both of us don't have mega stars such as James Harden and Kevin Durant, that just goes to show you, man, that injuries play a huge role. But let's Seriously? move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the all NBA defensive teams. For my first team, I have Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday, a great addition to that Milwaukee Bucks backcourt, Giannis, Draymond Green, who's been having a great stretch with, with the Golden State Warriors, and the obvious answer, Rudy Gobert. What do you got for your first team? First team? Oof. So again, if we're keeping the two guard, two forward, one center format, I'm going with Drew Holiday as one of my guards. I'm going with Ben Simmons as the other guard. I'm going with Bam Adebayo as one of my forwards. And then I'm also going to put Giannis as the other forward. And then I'm putting Rudy Gobert. That's my top five. First team. All right, let's go on to the second team. I have Marcus Smart, Mikael Bridges of the Phoenix Suns, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, who we're used to having him on first teams for a consistent number of years, and Joel Embiid. Uh, for me... I agree. Got to have Marcus Smart in there. I'm also going to put, I would say, Matisse Thybul from the Sixers. I think he's really underrated. I would also put Bridges, again, like you mentioned, from Phoenix Suns. I think he's also really underrated. That was really actually a really good pick. And I'm going to put Draymond Green as my other forward. And to finalize for my center, I'm going to put Joel Embiid. All right. Let's move on to the all-rookie teams. And this is going to be very interesting because, like I said, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball are definitely going to be highlighting this list. But for my first team, I got LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bey, and I'm putting Jay Sean Tate of the Houston Rockets within that team. Who do you have for your okay. first team? Same three. LaMelo got to be in there. Tyrese got to be in there. Ant- Ant-Man, as you call him, got to be on there. And I'm going to put the rookie out of uh, the Knicks, Emmanuel, quickly in there. and. To round it out, I'm going to put the uh, the rookie out of Houston, Jay Sean Tate, for the sheer fact that he's basically a younger, identical version of Draymond Green. Obviously not as skilled, not as impactful yet, but he serves that sort of a role for his team. And, you know, I respect players like that. All right. Uh, for my second team, I have Emmanuel Quickly, who, who you just put on your first team. I got Isaac Okoro of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Isaiah Stewart of the Detroit Pistons, and Patrick Williams. And for my last spot, I gotta put I gotta put Malachi Flynn of the Toronto Raptors. I know the yeah. Raptors been having the Raptors been having a crappy year, but he has potential. And just, just him being under Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, I think he's gonna be special in this league. He's been having a decent season, but I'm going with Malachi Flynn. Okay, okay. I can't argue with that. Me, I'm gonna go with the 30-year-old rookie fan favorite in Denver, Faku Campazo. For my second team, I'm going to also add Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey from the Pistons. I'm also going to add Oregon product guard for the Boston Celtics, Peyton Pritchard. And to round it out, I'm going to put Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies because I believe he had a strong finish towards the end of his first season in the NBA. So that's my second team. All right. That's a great, that's a great list. But I think that's everything for the awards. There's an award that we usually don't normally highlight, but since we have some standout names, I think we should cover it. And that's the Executive of the Year Award. And for that one, I got to go with Leon Rose of the New York Knicks. Just the fact that he took the New York Knicks from the bottom, the very bottom. He's making Dolan look look a lot better with that franchise. And just the team that he helped assemble with that New York Knicks and getting them back to the playoffs, I'm going with uh, Leon Rose. 
Who do you have? I would go with the executive of the Brooklyn Nets for, I mean, he won the NBA when it comes to transactions because he was able to pull off the James Harden deal. And I think that's going to be enough. And then the fact that he was also able to get Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge before obviously Aldridge retired. Those were major transactions on already a stacked team. So I would say he gets my vote, but I would also like to add that although a lot of people are probably going to go for Monty Williams for coach of the year, I'm, I'm still going to go and show love to Tibbs because like you just pointed out, the Knicks were basically the bums for the longest time in the NBA. And now that they're actually relevant, the NBA is, uh, is a better place with the Knicks being relevant. All right. And let's go on to coach of the year. That's right under the executive of the year. And like you mentioned, just briefly, I'm going with Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns, just based off consistency right after that 8-0 and run in the bubble. The fact that he got the Phoenix Suns back to the playoffs for the first time in, in a decade, pretty much. That's all for today's episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're looking forward to the official announcement of these awards. And it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what the media members and, and everyone else has, has voted. But looking forward to the next episode, Jay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch you in the next one. Catch you guys in the next one.